Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back. We have another episode we're dropping today and we're live on Instagram. And um, alright, so I've got a question from Jess. She's one of my clients. I will be seeing her next week. I've got someone calling me. Let me hang that up. Alright, so I have a question from Jess. Sorry about that. I'm just trying to... I'm going for my car today, so the studio is in the car, not at my place. And I have Spades with me today. Spades. He's had a big day at work, so he couldn't be bothered with my BS. Alright, so... The question is, how do I get my dog to drop without giving the gesture or the lure? So most people do struggle with when we're luring a dog into a down, we put the food in front of the dog's nose and we lure them down, but then the dog only understands the lure, they don't really get when I say the word down. So the best way to do this is, first of all, let's have a brief discussion about what classical conditioning is. And classical conditioning means, in a nutshell, we want a signal to come before a known signal, and then that new signal that we do first bring takes on the the information of what the old signal means. So let's give an example of that in the in, in regards to the down. When you're teaching the down, you want to say the word down, then half a second to a second later, you then lure the dog into the down. So let's assume that you're at the step where Jess is, where she says down, she moves her hand towards the ground, the dog lays down. We want to take away that gesture. So you, so when you're teaching, it's best if you're from the right from the beginning, you say down, then you lure the dog into the down, you mark it and you reward it. Now, um, and if people don't know what marking is, check out that episode. We talk about markers, but a marker is a word or a sound that we're going to say for the dog to know that they're getting their food. So basically, if you say the word down, then lure the dog down and then you reward. At least the word will be and a, will become the dog will expect to know that you're going to lure the dog into the down. It's very important. So um, now just for every other dog owner out there, if you have to point to the ground and say down for the dog to lay down, then that's not even the biggest deal and I think that's okay. However, it would be ideal if you said down to your dog, even if, especially when your dog's at distance and your dog learns to lay down. So um, the progression of events will become like this. You get the food, you say down, you lure down, you stand up, the dog's same position, you mark and you reward it. Then as you go over time, you want to then take that lure to become smaller and smaller as you go. So the down still happens, you say down, and then you start to lure, but instead of moving your hand all the way to the ground, move it maybe three quarters of the way down. The dog lays down, very important that you stand back up straight, then you mark and you reward. And the reason why going three quarters of the way down rather than the whole way down is over time you want to just become like people that are watching on the video instead of moving the hand all the way down it would be nice if we just gave a gesture like down like that so then you can see through successive approximations so we're doing baby steps closer towards your goal you want to then once the dog learns or understands that you say down and then you just point to the ground like halfway down your body rather than all the way to the floor then you that word over time the gesture over time isn't so important to the dog 
the dog is only waiting for the word down. Now, some dogs are going to be a lot more resistant to this, so you want to be able to maybe use a little bit of pressure through your collar and, or on your lead. So ideally, if you have like, let's say, say a martingale on your dog, you want to then stand up straight, you say down, and then once you got the gesture maybe like halfway down, you can say down, then instead of bending your back, but your back's still straight, and then the dog like still looks at you and kind of half but not sure, then what I like to do with my lead, I kind of put a little bit of tension with, say if my dog's on my left, with my right hand a little bit of put some tension on horizontally, and with my foot I step on the lead, not too hard, you're just guiding them down, so it's a little bit of pressure down, the dog's like, hmm, what's that pressure? Then they hit the down, they so the elbows touch the ground, you release the pressure, you mark it, and then you reward it. And if you can do it this way with the pressure, this becomes even easier because a dog wants to avoid the pressure going on onto its um, collar. So then you say down, and then what you would see if you do this correctly, and again, all of this is very hard for me to explain it just with my voice, and even if you're watching on the video, you're only just looking at my head. So um, it's always best to do it in the flesh or even watching videos doing this, but you should start to see the idea here is that if, if you're not going to use pressure and you just want to use luring, well, then just make sure the dog understands what you're doing and be very clear. Your body language is the most important. See, dogs are, de are designed to watch body language from each other. They're not designed to say words and swap words with each other. So what you want to do is be very sure about what your gesturing is, do what your body language is doing. So try to think of the end point is where you're back straight and you're in a natural position where if the dog only ever hears down and your back has to be bent and your hand on the floor, down becomes, we call it overshadowing. It's, it's got lost in translation. So back to using pressure. For example, you're going to stand up straight. You're going to have the lead kind of ready to go with your right hand, but there's no tension on it to begin with. You say the word down. You then put your foot on the lead. The dog lays down. Bum and elbows touch the ground. You release the pressure, you reward. And then you're going to start to see here the moment where you have the eureka moment, where you say down the dog downs, you jackpot it, and then you try to finish the session on that note. It was perfect. This is exactly what you're looking for. Finish there and then. Don't go another step. The whole rule of no more one more time, finish on a positive note is very real. The reason why is because if you go two more times after that, the dog may not finish on a positive note and then may be like, hey, I was a little bit bummed out. I want to do it again. So think about that. And also... When you're using pressure, make sure that you're not like reefing the dog into a down. You're not like trying to force him down. You, um, you're not punishing him. You're showing him that moving the direction of the pressure, it gives you another signal to use. And, um, and another good thing about using that pressure is that it becomes like neutral. It's not anything to do with your body language. Now, of course, obviously there is. So maybe I'll retract a little bit of that is because you need to like move a part of your body to put the pressure on the lead. But if you're using your foot to like lift up rather than your hands, then it's easy to wean off the foot raising up. And you won't have to worry too much about that as long as the signal of the word down, the word happens before you put it. I'm keep repeating this because it's important that we understand that we don't lure, like move the hand and then say down. It gets mick, it gets lost in the in the gesturing. And um and also then you want to get to a point, take it even further, is that, yeah, of course, you've said down, the dog lays down, and then you want to now have duration of down. How long do you want the dog to stay in the down? So you can say down, the dog downs, 
you can like sometimes what I do with some dogs if they need some encouragement I say good good boy but that's just a praise it's just a praise word I'm just praising them I'm not rewarding them so I say good good I take a step away the dog stays there I come back I mark it and reward it and then I release the dog play a big game out of it um, and then you also can start to see that this will work good when dogs have a high prey drive and they want to chase that ball or play with the tug is that you get to a point where you, you'll be standing somewhere in the park or in your backyard you tell them to down, they lay down, you give the marker, you give the reward. And then another step after that is that you want to now start doing it while you're walking. You're walking down the street. As you're walking very slowly, you say down, the dog downs, you're rewarded. Now, you may need to come back to the pressure. The good thing about the pressure as well, guys, is that um, you can use it as a an extra motivation because if the dog doesn't really feel like the food then at least you've got that pressure there to go hey no i need you to lay down then you guide them back into that down so it almost comes a correction if you need it to be but i, I want to try to use like obviously if you're keen for using um correctional form of punishment then you can that's no problem but in terms of like teaching the command or like motivating them you're using pressure for guidance. You're not using pressure to force them and and to um, and to hurt them or anything like that. It's very, very important to know. So um, then, once you get the down and the dog lays down on its own, you start moving away and you start waiting for duration. Once you get into that point of the duration, they're marking for duration. That's where everything starts to come together. That's where the dog goes. Oh, I want to lay down because I know I have to be down for a certain amount of time before the food comes. So I think that's really really cool to understand it's, it's a good realization because once because the dog thinks down is following your hand so if you have the follow if he has a follow your hand all the time then you're still in luring you're not really training them where if the dog starts to realize oh the down is i have to be in this position the dog will then try to get there a lot quicker and if they get there a lot quicker then you've got the command and then you're now waiting now you're using duration and distance rather than following the hand so Think about those concepts there. And, um, and of course, all the time when you're going to be training your dog, use the most highest value food possible. Um, use your dog's rations of food that he normally eats. But like, don't be trying to train your dog with something really boring and your dog's not interested. And when you are going to use some pressure, make sure that pressure is enough. Is like, okay, let's talk about ra- um, the ratio. So like 10 being the most intense um, amount of pressure and the one being the least, you want to use um, a, a lit. Less pressure, like in terms of that one to ten, has to be like two or three um, steps down from the food. So if your food is like eight, you're only going to be using like five pressure. You're just putting, but some people get get them make the mistake putting pressure where they start like reefing the dog and they go more and more intense as they their dog's resisting and then the dog is now just like trying to resist the pressure rather than guiding it. So if the pressure is just like like hey you're like just putting a little bit of like touch on. And the dog is like, oh, in that direction, cool, boom, and then you reward it. Now that that's really important to know. And then, so if you're using high value food, and if you're going to use pressure, do that. If you're teaching a puppy from the beginning, or teaching a dog that doesn't know down, say the word down, give it a pause, then follow it through. So that's a little bit of a nutshell there. Hope Jess, I've answered your question. Doesn't matter because next Friday I'm going to see you and we're going to do it in real life. But you got something to work on until then. And um, if there's any questions. Don't hesitate, put it up in the question, um, in the comments below. And, um, you know, as per always, I've got a few people following us here. Um, so hello. Oh, I think Brad's watching. So, hey guys, how you doing? Um, obviously this is going to be out, um, released on Sunday on our, 
podcast platform. And, um, and yeah, if you really like what you're hearing, please, you know, just share it. Hey, bro. <laughs> um, share it with a friend, you know, talk about it. You know, we're, we're getting more numbers and more viewers um, per week, which is awesome to hear. But, you know, we wouldn't be doing this if no one was listening. So really appreciate it. And, um, and yeah, you guys have an awesome day and you be well. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches.com.au. Thank you and stay tuned for next time.